good morning and happy Saturday. I wanted to come on and give you guys chapter two of the book Crushing in my own words. Um, So hopefully you've listened to what I shared about chapter one. Chapter two um, just continues on and gives us a little bit more in depth of what crushing meant in the life of uh, T.D. Jakes. And so chapter two in the book is called Quality Control. Okay. And it goes in to begin to talk about what he started to share in chapter one. Okay. And that lays a foundation going forth. Okay. So Part of chapter two begins to show us and tell us about being planted and the process that it takes and the end result is you want to have quality. Okay, so I want to share what I found through uh, doing a little bit of research about what happens when a seed is planted, okay? So the first thing that I found on the uh, World Wide Web, it says, when seeds are planted, they first grow roots. Once these roots take hold, a small plant will begin to emerge and eventually break through the soil. When this happens, we say that the seed has sprouted. The scientific name for this process is germination. Okay, so then I went a little bit further and found something else. And it says, when a seed is planted in the ground, germination happens. Germination is a process in which a seed changes from a state of dormancy, which is just a seed, to growing into a living plant. Okay. A seed contains a tiny plant embryo as well as all the nutrients an emerging plant needs to begin its growth cycle. In order for the plant embryo to become a plant, key environmental factors must be present when the seed is planted, such as water, oxygen, temperature, light, okay? So all of these things are required for this seed to to begin to grow, okay? And so that is going to lead us into a couple um, things that I read in chapter two that I wanna share. I don't wanna share too much for those of you who haven't gotten the book and haven't read it. I don't wanna share too much, so if you're thinking about reading it, I don't wanna give everything away, okay? So I'll start with this. Somehow I could not abandon my calling to facilitate faith in the lives of others, but I also could not understand why God had allowed these two soul-numbing events to transpire and so close to each other in time. I was preaching, teaching, and leading others while I struggled to navigate through deep emotions that were grossly uncharted. It was at that stage of my personal development that I found myself being planted. My outer shell was beginning to rot away so that what God placed in my core would begin to flourish. 
Now, what does that sound like? Doesn't it sound like there was a new seed that was being planted in the ground that was going to have to go through a process to come into being a, um, you know, fully grown. And if you're planting a seed, then it's going to, you know, turn into some kind of plant. But, you know, as we talk about this in a human form, you know, there are things in our lives that are going to come in and it's going to seem like it's crushing us when it's really meant to develop us into something else that God wants us to become, right? A new creation, right? So that requires a process, okay? And some of the key words that I picked up on in chapter two are going to be quality, patience, process, and promise, okay? Because being that the chapter is titled Quality Control, there at the end of the process of being crushed and going through these life-changing events and being planted and being um, developed into something else, you want it to be quality at the end, right? And going, if you've gone through a crushing time, if you've gone through the wilderness, you know that this is going to require some patience. It's not going to happen overnight. It's not going to happen in a week or two. It's going to be days, months, and for some years. Okay, so that is going to require patience. That's one of the things that I uh, myself um, grew to know and had to um, learn was patience. Because, you know, sometimes we as people, you know, we want stuff to happen quickly, fast. You know, we want that microwave effect. Like we put it in the microwave and it comes out in a minute and it's done. That's not how God works. You know, some things are going to take more time than that. And that's one thing that I know for myself, it took me some time to really learn and accept was that I had to be patient and waiting on God. I could not just go to sleep one night and wake up and then everything was going to be good. It, it just doesn't happen like that for everybody. Okay, so those are uh, the key words that I picked up was quality, patience, process, and promise. You know, because when you um, finally learn to be patient and you know it's going to be a pro- pro- uh, process, then you know at the end of that is the promise that God whatever he said he's going to do, you know that is coming, but you have to do your part as well, okay? So, and then I'll share this as well uh, out of the book, Crushing. Our current world, however, demands hurriedly produced results, and many of us have despised the day of small beginnings found in seeds. It is a fact that seeds take time to grow. You You do not plant a seed today and expect a harvest tomorrow. We often don't exercise the patience to wait and watch and wait some more. And, you know, that just ties into what I just said. You know, we have to know that uh, God requires quality, okay? He's also going to require patience. This is a process, but at the end of the process is his promise, okay? And then it goes on to say, the real mystery of God is hidden in the beauty of the seed and revealed in his wonderful use of the growth process. Okay, we can't hurry the process because we will find out if we continue down the 
the path that God has placed us on, that quality takes time. You know, you don't want to rush something because then you're going to miss some uh, key points, some key steps, some key um, levels. You know, you don't want to just go from start to finish and you don't go through the other stages because then you're missing out on something. Okay. And so um, I want to share a scripture that was shared in the book as well. Um, John 15, 1 through 4. And it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me also as remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine. Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. And again, that is out of John 15, 1 through 4. And what I get out of this is that <clears throat> crushing is going to also take away some things that doesn't that is not needed in our lives anymore. Okay? And while that may kind of sound bad because if you read the book then you'll see you'll you'll um you know see what the beginning stages of his crushing was about so it doesn't necessarily um apply to everything probably because some things you say okay that probably doesn't fit but some things are going to have to be removed um from your life so you can reach a next level you know, if God is trying to take you somewhere, there is going to be some things that cannot go to that next stage, okay? And that may be some people. Everybody that's, you know, in your corner is not going to be cheering for you. They are going to have to be removed because the next stage that God is taking you to, they're not going to be able to handle it. And they're going to be in your ear telling you, oh, I don't think that's right for you. I don't think you should go this way. I don't think you should go that way. But you know that this is coming from God. You know, because when God gives you something, it's going to come and, you know, someone else, not all the time, but someone else may come and say the same thing. And that's your confirmation. So if someone else is coming and saying not to do this thing and you know that you're supposed to be doing it, those type people have to go. Because if God is saying something and it has to go forth, okay, his will has to be done. So there are going to be some times when you may feel like, you know, you're being crushed because these people have been in your life for so long. Yes, but this is a thing. You know, some people, they get too comfortable um, with being in your life. They're going to uh, think that they have all this access to you and they can tell you to do some things and you're going to do it just out of the uh, respect for them because they have been there for so long. But this is a the thing. They are not going to be able to handle the next stage in your life, uh, the next, the uh, other places that God is going to be taking you to. So in order for his will to be done, they have to be removed. Okay. And another thing is like, you know, old mindsets. If you are stuck in your ways, um, you know, how is a new thing going to be able to take root if you're stuck in your ways? So you have to, um, those kind of things have to be, you know, reprocessed, redeveloped. 
So there's a lot of stuff that, you know, I can continue on and go, you know, and say that, you know, these things have to be removed. But, you know, each individual person, there's, you know, specific things that you should know that, okay, this is not working for me anymore. I need to get rid of it. I need to let go of it so God can, you know, you know, get me on the right track. So another thing is, um, you know, we have to remember that we can't do everything on our own. You know, we cannot do everything on our own. That's why uh, this scripture is so powerful because it, it reminds us, you know, who God is in our lives and who we are and how we're, all, we're, we're connected. And we have to know that he is the true vine. Okay, we can do nothing outside of God. Okay, so that was, you know, very powerful. And it just goes into the whole um, process of crushing and what it means. Okay. And again, I'll share something else out of the book as well. It says, Jesus is divine and we are the branches. Depend on him for life. Jesus is a point of reconnection for us back to God and God to us. You know, and it's like we're not perfect so some of us are going to fall away some of us are going to get lost in translation but we have to remember that we can always go back you know we may have done some things that have gotten out of the will of God and you know we don't know how to get back into the place where we need to be Jesus okay Jesus is the point of reconnection for us back to God and God to us so we have to remember that while we may get con um um, lost and but you can still get back reconnected so we have to remember that okay and we have to remember who can do that for us okay so what else did I want to share okay um, okay I'll share this this is out of the book as well if Jesus is a seed that grew into a vine that produced us as fruit-bearing branches. The fruit we produce and lives we live are seeds that God intends for a greater purpose. And I'll share that again. Let me say this again. If Jesus is the seed that grew into a vine that produced us as fruit-bearing branches, the fruit we produce and lives we live are seeds that God intends for a greater purpose. We are here for a specific purpose, okay? And that is God's will. Some of us, we get so um, focused on the wrong things. You know, there is so much talk about securing the bag and doing this and doing that, and none of that stuff leads us back to God. You know, our main focus should not be money. If you know who you are and whose you are, then you should know and believe that God is going to provide everything that you need. Okay, you don't have to be out there working day and night and doing all kinds of things that is out of the will of God. You know, everybody, um, you know, likes to have, you know, certain things. None of that stuff is going to... Um, get us into heaven it's not having the fanciest car having the biggest house having the 
you know, the best clothes, you know, the fanciest bags, none of that stuff is going to get you into heaven. It's not going to get you closer to God, you know, so, you know, going through the process, being planted, learning patience, you know, giving quality results, you know, because if you are a child of God, you want to be quality. You want to look like royalty and looking like royalty is not having the the best clothes on it's not um walking into a room and having um you know i don't even know because i i really don't care about that kind of stuff so i don't even know what it's called you know but you know people got to come in there just be dressed so fancy and it's like okay but is your heart right is your soul right is your spirit right have you gone through the process have you let god crush you have you let him remove some things from your life you know that is what um, should be the main focus. It's not, you know, who's the best dressed. It's not who's driving the, the best cars. You know, none of that stuff is going to be saving any souls. Okay. It's not removing any demonic spirits from anyone's life. You know, you coming in there dressed like that, are, are you going to be able to uh, do the work of the kingdom? Are you going to be able to, to um, pray for somebody? Are you going to be able to lay hands on someone, you know, because most of the times people that are um, so focused on their appearance and how they look and, you know, how much something costs, they're not going to want to get up close and personal with people who don't look like them. They don't want to, you know, be able to speak life into anyone else because they think that something is going to jump off on them. Oh, they're going to, you know, do this or do that. It's like when Jesus went out into the world, okay, he was not worried about what he was wearing. You know, when he sent his disciples out, he didn't. He told them, you don't need this, you don't need that. Just go with what you got. Don't take nothing extra with you, okay? And they weren't in no cars. They was on foot, okay? So you know when they reached certain places, they had to be filthy. You know, they had to be dirty. They're walking through dirt and climbing mountains and stuff like that. Do you think they were caring about what they had on? They were going out to save some souls, okay? They were going out there to be fishers of men. You know, they did not, um, they weren't in competition with anybody, you know? So there's a part in this chapter two that talks about dirty places. You know, you're going to have to get dirty if you're a seed that's being planted, Okay, you're going to go through that wilderness. You're going to have to be reminded of some things that you've done in your life that you are going to have to let go of. You're going to have to work through them things because if you want to be fully used by God, you are going to have to get yourself right before you can go out there and help anybody else. You know, how are you going to be a willing vessel? How are you going to be properly used if you are still holding on to things that have should have been released? How are you going to advance in the kingdom if you're still stuck in a place that it was was never meant for you to be stuck there? But you just can't get your mind out of removing it and getting away from it because you haven't forgiven someone. And I'm probably getting off track here, but, you know, so dirty places, okay? You're going to get dirty, okay? So being the best dressed is, is not going to be... Um, a requirement. You don't have to be the best dressed, okay? Dirty places is 
gonna take some people way out their element and some people probably won't even go because they 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 want to keep up this appearance but let me share this okay it says he came in our likeness so that he would be familiar with each of our trials difficulties and temptations okay he came in our likeness so that he would be familiar with each of our trials, difficulties, and temptations. Okay, Jesus came in our likeness so that he would be familiar with each of our trials, difficulties, and temptations. Who else is going to do that? Who else is going to do that unless they love you, unless they want the best for you, unless they want to help you see that it can be done. You know, so many people believe that, okay, I'm being crushed. I'm being taken through something right now. I'm in the wilderness. I can't, I can't um, do this and I can't do that and I can't have this and I can't have that. But do you know, do you know when you go through this process, when you allow God to come into your life, and take you through whatever he needs to take you through. Do you know there's a promise at the end of that? Okay, he is not taking you through this to, to kill you. He is not taking you through this to leave you there by yourself. Okay, there is a process to this. There's a promise on the end of it. He's trying to get quality results. Okay, he needs you to be patient. You know, and some of us, we, we just can't take it. Because we haven't allowed him to, you know, remove all of that stuff from our lives. You know, we, we want to hold on to it, you know, and that's nothing but the enemy. The enemy wants you to hold on to this stuff so he can continue to control you, to speak a little mess that he like to speak like, oh, you ain't going to be nothing. You ain't nothing. You know, you just stay here. Do this what you've been doing. Keep giving it up to people who don't want you. You know, why do you want to keep continue down that line there's nothing down there for you if you continue to let uh, the enemy come in and have his way where does that get you there's no promise with the enemy okay there's no process with the enemy he's not taking you anywhere you're going to stay right where you are you know with God you're going to get quality results he's going to you know take you through a process but you have a promise at the end of it and all you have to do is be patient and just go through it. That's all you gotta do, okay? So I'll share something else out of the book. Our spiritual development from seeds to mature fruit-bearing branches demands that we confront a step that many of us grapple with, understanding, growing in dirty places. Who likes to get dirty? Who likes to get dirty? I don't like dirt. I don't. I don't like to sweat. I don't like none of that crap. But look, there's a process, okay? When I gave my life back to God, I knew there was things that I needed to change. There, I knew there was people I was going to have to let go of. I knew there was old mindsets that I had to be that had to be released. I knew I couldn't, you know, go back into enemy territory. I knew I couldn't do that kind of stuff. I was, you know, fully committed to the process. I at that time I didn't know what the process was. I did not know I was going to be uh, single for 12 years. I did not know that. 
you know, I thought, okay, I'm going to go through this process. You know, it's not going to be that long, maybe a year or two. You know, yeah, somebody, you know, I'm getting married. You know, I got to do all this, raising my kids and going to school and working a full-time job by myself for too long. Look, 12 years later, I'm still here. Okay, still here. The process was, whoa. Okay, it was, it was, it was hard. It was really hard. But let me tell you, I'm not the same person. I am not the same person, okay? I went through the wilderness, okay? I had to look within myself. I had to see some things that I let uh, myself get into. I had to uh, look back on some things that I uh, allowed to happen in my life that I was did not want to walk away from, and it just got worse and worse and worse. I almost lost my life many times, you know? Because I didn't want to let go of things like God, like this, this, God was like, this ain't for you. I got something better for you. Do you want it? Do you want it? We have to want it. We have to want better for our lives. Okay. Some of us women, we get so caught up. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be by myself. Look, I got cool with being by myself. Okay. I didn't have people putting their hands on me. I didn't have people trying to kill me. Okay, so I got to like being by myself. I was free from drama. I was free from waking up and people standing over me. I was free from all that stuff. I could finally close my eyes and know that, you know, I'm good. God got me. So there are going to be some things that you are going to have to allow to be worked out. You're going to have to go through this process. Okay, you're going to have to get, you know, get rid of some things. It's, it's going to be hard. I'm going to tell you, it's going to be hard. It's going to be hard. And it's not going to happen overnight. Okay, it is not going to happen overnight. And I'm going to share this also out of the book and then I'll probably be done. It says, looking back, I examined previous periods of my life and remember how fearful I was in the midst of some of them. Now standing upon just over 40 years of ministry, I look at those places and realize they were integral to where God has taken me and where he will continue to take me. I see that each growth interval of my life was preceded by a, plant, by a planting phase where I was buried in a dirty place. I began to understand that the stages in my life were at that time I was certain I was about to meet my end where seed stages. Okay, let me start back up here because I think I read something wrong. I began to understand that the stages in my life were at the, the time I was certain I was about to meet my end where seed stages for the next season. Okay, so yes. You are going to be planted. You are going to go through, through, through some things. You're going to have to look back and get over some things that happened to you because you have a new stage to get to, okay? It's going to be a process. It's going to be a process. It's going to hurt, okay? You're going to cry. You're going to go through some things, okay? But this is all for your good. This is all for your good. You know, looking back, I needed to go through that stuff. I needed to be reminded of where God has brought me from, okay? None of us are perfect. 
Our stories may be similar, our stories may be different, but the process is gonna be the same. You're gonna have to go through some things. You're gonna have to be pruned. You're gonna have to be planted. You may have to be pulled up and planted again. It's gonna happen, okay? I don't know what path you're on. It may not be the same as mine, but look, if we're both, if we're all children of God, he is going to take you through some stuff, okay? He's going to take you down your path. And whatever your path is, is going to require you to do some things. You cannot think that this is going to be just God doing something. You are going to have to do some stuff. You are going to have to remove some things. You're going to have to remove some people. You're going to have to remove some mindsets. You're going to have to remove... Um, you know, just stuff that you think that it's supposed you're supposed to have right now because it may be on the other side of your promise. You know, people want stuff that has nothing to do with things. You know, we think that oh we gotta look like this. We got to be able to do that. We we gotta be able to say this. All of that stuff is not a requirement. Okay? You need what God says that you need. Okay? Stop worrying about society. Society wants everybody to be rich. Society wants everybody to be doing this. Society wants everybody to be doing that. That is not a requirement for the kingdom of God. It's not. Okay? You don't have to be the fanciest in the room. You don't have to be the smartest in the room. God needs willing vessels. Okay? He needs people who are going to want to be in right standing with him. You cannot be with him and be with the enemy at the same time. You're going to have to choose one. Okay, you're going to have to choose one. You either want to be planted so you can grow into something else or you want to be planted and you just want to stay there in the dirt and do whatever you want to do and allow Satan to come in and do whatever he wants to do with you. That's your options, life or death. Okay, we have a choice. We have a choice. So this is going to conclude um, my thoughts on chapter two in T. Jake's new book, Crushing. If you haven't got the book, it's a good investment. This book is um, just amazing. I'm um, thankful for my friends suggesting this um, this book. You know, the video they sent me just, you know, pushed me and like, let me get this book. You know, they was like, yep, do some, you know, podcasts on it. And I thought I was just going to be doing one podcast. When I got this book and started reading it, I said, yeah, this this is going to have to be continual. I just can't do one podcast on this because there's, there's too much packed into this. So this is going to conclude my thoughts on Chapter 2 of T.D. Jake's new book, Crushing. I hope you guys are enjoying this. I hope you listen to uh, my thoughts on chapter one. If you didn't, it's, it's there. You can hear it. You can listen to it. Share your thoughts. Um, and this one, I, I generally only do under 15 minutes. This one went way over that. That's a good thing. Hopefully you'll listen to the end, you know. Um, and I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see how the rest of the chapters go. Um, yeah, so enjoy 
share if you know anybody who needs to hear this you know you can whatever app you're listening on there's a, i'm pretty sure there's a share button share it with them you know don't be stingy you know give it to somebody else let somebody else hear it let someone else's life change let them be able to grow into who god is um growing them into you know who they are supposed to be because we're all here for a purpose okay we are all here for a purpose and that is god's will so um thank you for listening everybody enjoy your saturday i'll probably be back doing chapter three sometime today or tomorrow hopefully but thank you see you next time well talk to you next time